Yeah, it's on, it's counting. Okay, nice one. Um, hold it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold it then. So well, you, you talk about what you want to talk about and then... Uh, what are we talking about? Alright, hello and welcome to Car Journey Creative Waffle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm joined by Matt Roth. Hello. That was a really high pitch, my voice is cracked. We're on the M42, <laughs> we've got Lost and... Um, yeah, so we were just having a very in-depth conversation and Mark was like, just pick up the microphone, let's have a let's have a chat about uh, a little bit what you talked about on your podcast, a little bit how you were yeah, feeling. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, you might as well start off with what you wanted to talk about and then oh, yeah. uh, go more in-depth about it. Yeah, so my voice is cracked from the football. No, not because I've just gone through puberty, but... Uh, <laughs> Are they yeah. sure? Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> but, uh, so what we're, talk- what we're talking about, we're talking about... I don't know really, we were just having a chat. I think it just sort of got to a point where I thought, well, let's record. Uh, it's probably. Actually, I actually don't remember what I was talking about. I was just sort of having a chat about like career wise and, and where we want to be. And Well, I think you, you, with your podcast, you were talking about. Was it the anxiety of ambition or something oh, that you were talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. so that was, yeah, that was where I sort of had a little breakdown on the video and yeah. uh, realised. You know, it's, it's not as easy as I thought it was, and, and yeah. Um, yeah, it just got a bit of a worry. And then, well, you you were just talking about um, will I ever make it, sort of thing. Will, will you ever make it? it? Um, and because we're at different stages in our career, you're I guess you're sort of you're not starting out, but you're sort of you're settling into your role of what you want to do and working out who you are and what you want to bring to the industry. Right. I guess I'm a little bit further on that I'm a bit more settled. I know what direction I want to go in, but I'm still having my wobbly moments. And you were kind of asking me, do you get over the fact that you become envious of other people and what they're doing? Yeah. And you do. I, I don't think about it half as much now as I used to. Yeah. Um, it's not something that... Uh, I focus so much on I think when you get to a stage where you're comfortable in your style and and you know that you've got unique traits in what you're doing that nobody else does that starts to fall away you end up just focusing more on okay what can I make that shows off me not what can I make to be better than so and so Um, and I think it's also a very negative way of looking at what you do because that then puts added pressure on you to be something that you probably never will be yeah and also what I said as well, we're very, when you first start out, and probably, you know, we all probably feel this way, but you're so focused on the end goal, and it's actually just enjoying the process of making work and enjoying the journey of it. And I said that in your, you know, your interview with me. Um, it does worry me slightly that we've got this really sort of high pressure, um, you know, no one else is putting this on us, but it's, it's us doing it to ourselves. And I, it's very interesting. I don't know really where it comes from. I don't know if it comes from our parents or it comes from the society and the culture we're in. Yeah, I think it's pretty a bit of both, isn't it? Like, mm. Yeah, I've always talked about my parents not being, not, not really knowing what I do. And I yeah. that's great. Like, we've talked about it in the past. It's definitely my fault, well, partly my fault for not knowing. Yeah. Not that they're not knowing because I haven't told them. I haven't explained it to them. Um, I recently did it with my grandparents and they sort of got it a little bit more, they understood it a bit more. Um, but yeah, they're still not quite there, but uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's to explain to people around you and then maybe they'll ease off a little bit and actually realise you are doing something. So at the moment, all they see is just me on the computer. That's all they see. Yeah. So a bit more pressure of what are you actually doing. I don't know if you've had the same experience, but did you have it when you started working for certain people or you did certain things that they credited that more? Oh, they have. Or they... Yeah. 
acknowledged it more. But even when I was going into a real, like, the same real job, like in bracket, like, <laughs> in a, in, what's it called, like, um, Bunny Rabbit, what are they called? What's that? Well, like, like abbreviated, you abbreviated. mean? Yeah. yeah, well, when you do those fingers, like, you do the Joey fingers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what it's called. Um, but yeah, they say, like, a real job. Like, when I went in, when I went to the lanyard place, or I was at a, a, a job say. Yeah. Oh, they let a crash. Um, <laughs> still alive, still alive. There's going to be a few moments like, in this podcast. Uh, but yeah, they, 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 you know, they credit that a bit more. You know, it's not something I like doing or it's not something I want to do. No. I credit that more because I'm going to a physical place. I'm actually yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting paid by someone else. And it's like, well, uh, yeah, but do you want me to be happy or do you just want me to earn money? Like, what's, what, what's, what do you actually want from me? I think there's such a lot of pressure. To, with, I think it's also, and I found this through counselling, we were just on the drive up here before we turned the machine on, we were talking about our own mental health. And I think a lot of the time we soak up what other people want for us and want from us, but we lose track of what our values are. So I'm trying to learn now that money and materials are not really the thing that drives me. What drives me is putting stuff out there and connecting with other people through what I do. and I think that we need to sometimes just step away from trying to get the approval of other people. Yeah, that's the thing. The real issue uh, in this industry is we have approval of other people. Yeah. Um, we are going the right way. I thought we had a turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. It's all right. We're going to take a little bit of a, a pause while we're trying to <laughs> make sure we're on the right road. Yeah, yeah, you're going the right way. It's not a problem. Um, yeah, the approval of other people is always... I've yeah, always struggled with it. So, and then the last couple of months or so, I've been getting better at it, but I just don't really, not really that bothered anymore. Yeah. And did you ever, did you ever find that? You ever yeah, you it? stop caring. You have to because you know that it's the right thing for you to feel better. If you carry on going in that mental, you know, narrow space tunnel of oh god, do people like my work? Do people want to hire me? You know, I, like I said, I, I've had this discussion with you before, but like, I. I've had clients that I've idolised and I really wanted to work for, but the experience wasn't what I wanted it to be. It didn't end up turning into what I wanted from it. Yeah. And the disappointment that came from that, and it, you know, I held on to it for a few months, and then I realised slowly that, that there are other people that I can work for and have a better experience with, and I'm cutting myself off from that if I keep having that negative attitude. So it's, yeah. you, you'll go through periods where you just need to keep remembering what you're doing it for, and if you haven't asked yourself that question, then you need to as well. I think, um, you know, if you do, if you wanted to do it for money, or if you wanted to do it for the actual love of design, or if you're doing it because you want to connect with people, you need to keep, and it's okay, it's okay to change. So, you know, when I was younger, it was about earning a lot of money. Now it's about being comfortable, but still having the freedom to do what I want. Yeah. And I think that's the happy balance that we're all trying to achieve and we all want to go for. Um, but I think a big thing with um, with us as freelancers is most of us are introverted, most of us are very sort of self-contained, suppressed, and we need to start opening up and talking to each other yeah. and creating communities. So on, <clears throat> before we set off, we, I was talking to you about the Doodle Club that I want to set up, and after seeing Geo Law do his, I realised that it was only probably, what, about 50, 60 people in a room, but you felt so connected to the people that were in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we met loads of people that night and we'd never talked to before, who'd all had different experiences in the industry. Um, And it was, it was just, again, it just made you feel connected and you forgot the crap that you were, you know, you walk into a situation like that and you're having a really bad day, you walk into a situation like that and you totally forget it. Yeah. Because you're in 
the moment you're enjoying company with the people that get you and understand what you want to do. That's exactly what I feel like when you, when you go to the gym or you play football. It yeah. just gets your head out of the space. Absolutely. When you go and meet new people, it's exactly the same. Yeah. And that's not avoiding things. That's actually being proactive and trying to find solutions yeah. of dealing with what you're going through. More often um, than not, you'll find a solution anyway to pop into your head or yeah. something will pop up that you didn't think of when you were in that space because you've you got a clearer head now. Well, I mean, you do the gym. I walk every morning, so I do an hour's walk every morning to clear my head, to yeah. disconnect from where I'm at and how I felt this morning when I woke up and just to get the ideas pumping and, you know, and it's like you at the gym. You'll probably go to the gym and detox from how you're feeling and then you'll sit down at your desk and you feel a lot better than probably how you explained earlier when absolutely. you weren't doing yeah, it absolutely. you felt like crap um, it's finding what you think is best for you but I think also um, we need more community we need more mentorship with helping each other out um, and the one thing I'm pleased about is we're all being a bit more open about our mental health now yeah if we're having a, a bad week or a bad day I don't suppress it and not talk about it anymore it's I, you know I discuss it with you or with other people and nine times out of ten we're all going through the same thing at the same time yeah. um, and that helps feel not alone as well yeah it? when that happens when you, when you do share a video like, I receive so much good good and positive messages so much like, nice, so many nice people I realised that had my back yeah which you know they didn't speak to me every day and now when I released a video like that they're like oh actually I have got a lot of people that, are, that do like me and do support me and yeah it, it was really really nice to see well I think it's like I said to you because I've been in and are in about moving from where I live and with the Doodle Club idea it's really just something for me to focus on away from work and the stress of my home life and to meet people locally and I found the response to that was huge and I thought shit I've got so many people around me that I didn't even realise that want to do something and that could then cure the isolation I feel or you know if I'm having a rough day I know people I can go and visit or see that are in my area um, and I think a lot of our issues, because we've worked for ourselves, we don't have that interaction. And as much as that, you know, it bugs me when my, my dad or my family say, oh, go and get another job, go and, you know. <laughs> I think what they're trying to say is, even just having a bit of a connection with somebody or... That's a big thing. I think it's a massive, my, huge my, thing. My family are always on about talking to other people and, and getting a job because it's because yeah. it's talking to people, because you're in an office with people, because you can make connections. Yeah. But then that's the reason why I do this podcast, because I speak to so many people. Yeah. <laughs> it gets yeah. me out there. It gets me like talking to people from New York. It gets me talking to people from Australia. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, fun it's funny how it, everybody's sort of queued up on visually doing something, but yeah. when you're actually doing something that's not visual, but you are you're doing it in another way, how it's devalued. Even with social it's, media. Yeah. Like, you're talking to people on social media. It's, like, like the classic class example is like writing a letter and then like, sending people someone a message. They're yeah. the same thing. Yeah. But they're the ones like on digital and ones a physical thing. Well, it was funny. I was um, I was looking. So I I applied to uh, Rebellion, which is a game company in Oxford, a few months ago. Unfortunately, didn't get the job. But Robbie, who's one of the the main marketing guys at the um, company, he tweeted this out the other day and it made me laugh. He said. His, his stepdad turned around to him as, along the lines of, oh, so you're basically selling stuff that's not real to people yeah. with your job. And he said like, that really pissed him off. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I totally agree because it's sort of like, I don't think people realize that when they say those sorts of things, it really has an impact and it sticks in yeah, your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got to be a very strong character to not let that bother you. Um, and I, uh, 
you know, my family are supportive now, but it's only because I work for PlayStation or <laughs> or somebody. Oh, that one. That's what you said me earlier on. Where you, that validation of, of getting that big jobs so and now they understand what you do, or they, or they see that. Oh, it's a big company. Well, the, the classic, the classic was my dad said. So I, I worked with Sega. I did some work for them at the end of last year. He said, "Oh God, are they still going?" I'm like, "Dad, they're a multi-million-pound company. Yeah, they're global. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they're still it's going." The he, but he still he still thinks Sonic the Hedgehog is a thing. And I was like, "Yeah, he is, but, but he doesn't. But he doesn't look pixelated anymore." Yeah. But they have released other games since then. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't got the whole network of profit from Sonic. But he's like, "Oh, they still exist." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> but um. So that's what I've tr again with that situation. I've tried not to listen yeah. to what because they're not creative thinkers. They're very practical. They you know they want to do their job, come home, and that's it. That's great. I want to live and breathe my job and be doing something I'm passionate about. Yeah, and that's a totally different sort of um, wavelength, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. So you just have to accept that it's not their fault. It's just that they're not into what you are and. Um, so that's how you get around it. Yeah. That's how you get it. If you're a young designer, or if you're a designer, or creative, or illustrator, that's how you get around it. You just got to realise the that they're not in the same way. The, on, the only person you can change is yourself. You right. can't change other people. Yeah. Um, We've talked about this before. And, it's and whether you, right. you know, I don't think it's not. I don't think it's that they don't care. I think all they want is you to have just be stable and be able to look after yourself. And I think that's the only thing that my family have ever expressed to me. They just don't always do it in the right way. They, they just no. They don't. Um, Expressing in the right way sometimes. Right? Yeah. Maybe we, maybe we should make them realise that you know you're not expressing this in the right way. You're not saying it to we need in to a way be. that yeah is comfortable. Well, I think also I'm somebody that expects people to know how I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if you're the same. Yeah, and um, I've had to start now learning to vocalise how I'm feeling, whether it's good or bad. Because if I don't, yeah. um, then uh, yeah, still on. <laughs> uh, Thirty minutes in. Um, so yeah, no. If I don't, if I don't talk about it. And yeah. they're not going to know. Um, but I think a lot of this isolation and feeling disconnected would be healed if we all started to create our own communities. If we, just, you know, whether it's through your podcasting or your events or local meetups or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think like the Doodle Clubs are a great idea and something I really want to put a lot of time into eventually and try and get that kick started because I do think it's not going to just help other people. It's going to help me as well. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, and in terms of the industry and how we can improve it, and we were talking about this last time we spoke, is I'm sick of people profiting from people not knowing how to run their businesses. I'm sick of us artists feeling like we can't talk about the experiences we've had because we don't want to get into trouble. Um, because somebody bigger than us has hired us and treated us like crap. Um, yeah. We need to, if we can't be transparent publicly, we need to be transparent with each other. Yeah. Um, like off podcast, even if it's yeah. just like in person, just talking to people out the pub or something. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's important. And I think there's some great groups. I mean, if, you, if you're not aware, there's uh, Let's Talk About Pricing, which is a group on Facebook at the moment. Uh, Noisy Pencil, which is on Twitter at the moment. They're trying to sort of, you know, project if anybody's doing something that they shouldn't be. So if somebody's asking for spec work and stuff like that. Um, and it's also helping connect people locally with different artists as well and inform them of what's going on in their area and and I do think that each city and town should have like a set group of lead artists and illustrators or designers that are part of getting the wider message out there of what's going on in their area yeah. and um, and supporting the network that that's around them because I think with the internet we and I found this with most of my friends they don't live in my area 
nearly every single person that I'm really close friends with, like yourself and other things like that, we're, we're a good hour and a half away from each other, so it's not like I can meet up with you every day or something for a coffee and have a chat with no, you about stuff. Same here, same here. I think that's why you know, things up north it might be a bit different, but mm. um, where we are down south, it's definitely like that. I know my friends at university, and the ones that aren't at university, I don't speak to, and I don't really, not really my friends, and um, yeah, the people that are at university, they're not designers anyway, so. No, no, and I think, um, you know, the internet's great for connecting, but then you need to, I'm, what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to go back to being part of a community locally and feeling like I can, I'm contributing. Yeah, that's um, if you think about it, it's, it's human, isn't it? When we, when we go back to the Roman and, well, I need to break it. It's <laughs> <laughs> right, we Jesus Christ. nearly died in Dudley, okay. <laughs> Oh, so, so anyway. basically, just to explain this, because obviously we haven't got a camera, we uh, we're in a bit of traffic. Because basically, this main strip of road has had roadworks happening for about a good year and a half, and it's still got probably another two years until they finish it. So yes. we're kind of stuck in it at the minute. Isn't that a free Tommy Robinson sign up there? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. If we'd have gone to Bristol, we'd have had that Boris sign. Did you see that on the, no, on the bridge? No, no. Um, I can't remember what it said now, but it was a really bad insult, and it literally was just plastered all across the bridge as you Brilliant. went through into Bristol. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but I yeah. Don't, I don't so, agree with that sign. I don't agree with Tommy no, Robinson. I don't. <coughs> For anyone listening, I don't, don't agree with that. It's, um, very, it's very subtly placed as well. It's sort of curved yeah. over the bridge edge. Um, anyway. But yeah, uh, I was going to say, like, going to build a community is exactly like in the Roman days or the olden days where, you know, where humans are meant to they're not meant to know about things in other countries they're, they're very tribal yeah. where you just look after yourself you look after your own community yeah you know yeah well I think it's also the fact that um, that's the problem with isolation at the moment we're not built for that and when we're, like you said we're meant to be around people and mixing and stuff but close um, people the thing is I, I, there's a difference between being around people online and, and going yeah. to America and things but you're also meant to have this really close yeah like almost um, village of people almost yeah. like, you're meant to be in a community that's why humans do have villages that's why we do have little yeah. groups of people we're meant to be in that group well I've said well I bought a lottery ticket today and I said if I win this 90 something million I'm going to build an illustrator designer village and we're going to all live together in a little village <laughs> and that way then we can have our own tribe and nobody else can come in and say oh get a real job so um, oh, what a fortress well, like, oh, that'd be lovely have a castle have a moat round oh it. yeah it'd be like Winterfell or something we'll just go yeah. you know, do the whole thing um, have armed guards yeah <laughs> um, We'll get Geo to doodle all over the walls and everything, oh, we'll do that. But um, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I think that that's the problem. And I think the internet has been great in many ways, but in other ways it's been very, it's fueled the isolation, it's fueled the lack of oh, yeah. connection. It's, um, and it's just saying to yourself that- It's very both, isn't it, double-edged Yeah, sword. it's very difficult to know whether it's been, a, it's good, I mean, it's been a good thing in many ways. I've met so many people through it that I would never have known. Yeah. But at the same time, it's them remembering that you need to have that level of separation from it. So like with work, I know I talk to so many people that are like, oh, I haven't posted anything today. I haven't yeah, posted anything this week. Every single day. That's and I'm just like, chill. Like, you know, um, I get what you mean, but that's not a, that's not a way to work. That's, yeah. You're gonna burn yourself out. And I've recently just had a massive burnout. Um, I've had to take two weeks off work because I was just so exhausted. Um, that I was looking, you know, I was crying at the, you know, an opening of an envelope. It was horrible. Um, 
and it's serious it can be a very bad thing to happen to you so but in terms of yeah social media keeps making you feel like you've got to be involved in every conversation and that's exhausting as well yeah so i'm hoping that if we can try as communities to balance it where we yes have our online lives and we meet people and stuff and that's fine but also get involved more with community stuff because I mean as much as I slag London off I mean I'm not really a big fan of London and I don't particularly want to work there or live there but they do have communities they do have co-working spaces and that's another issue I have um, we you know unless you're in the big 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 cities it's very little option in terms of places to go and work and to meet other people locally um, and that's something that needs to change but I think if you we start getting communities through activities it might then make people realize actually there's a lot of money in this as well if we start you know and also potential to bring more tourism to the areas as well and introduce people to um you know some of the other you know lesser known areas because not everything happens in manchester birmingham and london um yeah so i'm hoping uh, i'm hoping that we can eventually start doing more stuff like that and we're just about to go into a headload of traffic this is it's not getting caught for speeding so it'll be all right well, that's all right, yeah. <laughs> he turned my 4G off because it's... I've only got, like, 500 megabytes of data. Oh, Christ, so, okay. <laughs> no, that's so all right. I keep trying to turn it off. Um, yeah, no, we'll be right. We'll be right in the traffic. Mm. But, uh, what am I saying? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I think we're doing the right thing. I think you're doing the right thing where you're building a community in Oxford. Mm. You're trying to get people coming to the Doodle Club. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's alright, this person in front of us is not looking, he's just dicking about. Move forwards! There's so many cars that have gone forward. You're very, you're very, very patient. The didn't horn... even give us away. Didn't even give us no, away. No, the horn would have gone on. Would it really? Yeah. Uh, I ain't got time for that kind of crap. <laughs> if you want to fiddle, fiddle while you're driving. Don't do you it. Want, you want to fiddle? Well, he's, he looks like he was fiddling with something. I don't know what he was doing <laughs> in front. There's people texting as well. Come on, bus. Come on. Um, but yeah, no, a community feel. I need we need more of a community. Yeah. Um, but say say you're a young designer. How you how can you start doing that? Because obviously it's a bit intimidating to start a doodle club. Yeah. Well, I think it's more a case of it's it's getting out of your own head, like you were saying earlier. If you it's like it's like this doodle club. I've never taught anybody ever in my life, um, but I can talk to people, and I and I'm confident in my own skill set now because yeah. I've built the confidence to go and do these things publicly. I've done a few talks as well. So I'm not, it's not my ability that's worrying. It's obviously just, again, oh, they'll want me to do this, this, and this. And it's not. You just go with the flow of it. Yeah. it you know, if you, if you think that there's a lack of something in your area and you know even two or three people, go with a group of people like that and start something up. And then you find that, like with the museum, when I go on my own, I get stopped about five or six times by people. What are you doing? What are you drawing? Yeah. And they'll start a conversation. And I've had a few artists that have been there as well. Oh, well, I do this, this, and this. And it starts a conversation. And that was the main reason I started going and doing the drawing in public spaces was it wasn't just to improve my skills. It was actually to improve my concentration in working in a busy place, oh. but also to meet people. Um, because, you know, I spent all week working in my room on a big, big project. I hadn't seen anybody in three days. I was going nuts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what can I do? Where can I go? And you can go and do solitary activities like the cinema and shit, or you can go and meet people for coffee. But I thought, no, let's, I'll, I'll do something that frightens me. Let's, I'll go draw publicly. Yeah. And the first time I went, I was bricking it. Um, 
but when I'd done it, I'd come back and I put the artwork up online, got such a great response from it, it then encouraged me to do it again and again and again. And then I kind of thought, well, I don't know what I'm going to do if I'm going to move or if I'm going to stay, but I might just invite people for, you know, if it's my last time going there for a bit, might invite people. Now it's turning into a full-on club that wants T-shirts and badges and stickers. So it's sort of like, it's again, by opening the door and just saying, I want to do this, is anybody else out there that wants to? You'd be surprised how many people come forward. Um, and probably you found that with your podcast when you yeah. reach out, how many people are like, yeah, yeah, sure, come up and... Yeah, there's a... Uh... Yeah, well, I'm going up to Scotland because like, I'm because I'm meeting people and I'm actually yeah. I'm engaging people on social media. I'm just messaging people, and then um, yeah, because I'm willing to go up to Scotland, like, they're, they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's come up, let's, let's have a chat. Yeah. Or even like, now I'm going to Manchester City, the, like, the Premier League champions are going to interview their motion designer yeah, at yeah. the stadium because because it's got a conversation on Twitter yeah. and he's bought a, and he's bought a T-shirt from Creative Wolf. Oh, amazing. To the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just and shout out to Danny for listening. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's just crazy how you, 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 these opportunities do come up. And I think that's one of my main things with a lot of young designers, a lot of designers in general, and creatives and illustrators. Yeah. Um, they just don't, you know, we don't, we don't put ourselves out there as much as possible, we don't, as much we should, as we should do. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's an issue with me. Yeah, issue with a twist. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think um, a lot of that is confidence. I think a lot of that is. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, it won't be great. No one will come. And you're already putting yourself off before you've even... Like, I thought that. Like, my survey fucked up yesterday. So what I've done is if you want to come to the Oxford Drawing Club um, or Doodle Club, I've set up a survey really just to work out, right, who wants to come, what what suits everybody. Because it's obviously, it's not my group. It's for everyone. And then I put it out there and the fucking thing didn't work. And I had so many people messaging me saying, oh, I really wanted to come, you know, why can't, you know. But it, it just, I didn't think anybody wanted to turn up. And I was, <laughs> I looked at the responses, there was zero. And I was like, oh, okay, so no one wants to go. But it was actually that I'd fucked something up on the computer. Um, but yeah, you know, people were like, oh, can you set up a mailing list? Can you? So yeah. it, it's starting all these things up that I didn't even think about by just having that, the balls to put it out there and say, this that's is it. what I want to do. But you've got to open a door to go, of course you do. to go through the room. Mm. And that's... <laughs> Yes, I love that saying. Well, I say, if you can't go through the door you want to go through, draw another one <laughs> nice. and walk through it. Yeah, nice. You, if you don't go That's through the, up. yeah, don't, if you don't go through what you want to go through in terms of a pathway, yeah. there is always other options and you can make your own pathway. You know, it's like, I've, you know, when I graduated, I got offered a position with a game studio. It was an art internship. It was really, really rare to get that with a, with a studio. Uh, particularly after you've just left and um, I had to turn it down and I was gutted yeah. um, but then fast forward four or five years later I've worked with some really big gaming publishers and companies and I'm now part of the industry but just in another way so right. it's sort of you know I've got contacts now and I know people but I've gone I've drawn a new doorway and a new pathway and walked through it yeah. so you can do it it's just um, go with the flow and just sort of just sort of things happen for a reason you know it's probably that you're not ready yet or that opportunity is probably not right for you at this stage or you haven't got enough confidence and that's fine just go with how you feel um, I know it's hard I know it's uh, I've been on this list and they are oh, right great thanks that's really helping but, uh, yeah in a sarcastic way uh, but I, I think it, it's important to take that advice and, um, and, and just try and speak to as many people as possible yeah 100% because it, well like I, your I first interview that you ever did I bet you were bricking it. Because you probably never... Yeah, How old shit. were you? It was absolutely shit. 
Um, well, they mean the podcast. Well, yeah, when you first started the podcast, how old yeah. were you? Were you like 20, 21? Uh, 19. 19? 19, 19, 19 That's yeah. a massive thing to do at yeah. that age. Yeah, it was a shit issue at Because I didn't, I feel bad for the guest. <laughs> like the first 50 people. He's never come back. <laughs> no, I need, to, I need to get him back on. Um, but no, I just, it, yeah, like you say, it was just throwing myself out there and thought, okay, well, I'll give it a go, see how it goes. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Apart from saying, yeah, just do it, which doesn't really help, and I'm going away now. Uh, it's all right, don't worry. Uh, just indicate, mate, and just go in. We're going in. See ya. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't want to go to Warsaw. I used to live there. It's not. Sorry to anybody that's listening that's from Warsaw. <laughs> <laughs> if you are from Warsaw, leave a comment. Yeah. Uh, don't but, come to Oxford Doodle Club. <laughs> <laughs> don't come and beat Matt up. Yeah, please don't. So. No, uh, what was that? So yeah, it's, it's all right saying, us saying, yeah, take the jump, but yeah, I know, I know, if I had heard that advice and so I was like, oh great, that's, that's really you've, not helpful. You've got to do it when you are ready. Again, don't put pressure on yourself to do something because you feel that you have to or that everybody else is doing it. You have to go with how you feel. So like I said, with the, the game job that I had to turn down, it was for personal circumstances, but at the same time, oh, we are heading to Warsaw. Um, it was the oh, same. shit. <laughs> shit. Um, we're actually going the wrong way now. No, I think we're all right, aren't we? <laughs> Do you want me to zoom in? Would it be know. would it be easier so you can see? I think we're on the right path, mate. I don't think you. Yeah, because you're running towards Stratford all right, all right. or Stafford. Yeah, Stafford's that way. Yeah, it should be fine, mate. I think. Okay. All right. <laughs> I hope. Cool. All right. Well, we'll, we'll find we'll find out when we come to this turning if we're going the right way. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Put yourself out there and just and just ask. The the, the hardest part is asking. The doing part is easy if you know what if you know that you are yeah. capable of this and you you're confident in what you do. Just focus on that. But the, the worst part is always just the first sending the email out and asking. And so I, I think t- tangible advice wise, I think that's probably I think everyone everyone can send an email. Yeah, everyone, of everyone can, can um, message someone on Instagram. Everyone can message someone on any social media. Yeah. Um, so just do it. I mean, it, I do I do think it's. I don't like when people just say just do it because it's, it, like you say, it does come back to when you're ready. But well, we were talking about uni. People should just just jump in the deep end sometimes. Well, well like when you we, doors. Well, well, like when we talked about uni oh. and um, wrong yeah. it. And uh, <laughs> when we were talking about uni and you said to me, "Is it worth it?" I said, "Well, look, look let's be realistic, right? You're paying nine thousand pounds a year at the moment to go and do this. Most of my friends are now literally sixty. He's been thirty and sixty thousand pounds in debt, and they've not even got a job yet, right?" Yeah. That will, you know, obviously within 30 years that gets paid off. That's not the point though. The point is, what could you do in those three years that could keep you from being in that kind of debt? You could actually, not being funny, you could actually just pick up a pen and learn and go and do a short course or meet up with friends, go and do uh, group activities. You could do some work experience you could do internships I mean I've, I've looked at a couple of um, short courses because I want to go into other areas of art you're paying like 500 pounds to go and do a short course that's so much cheaper you'll, you'll learn more in that six days about that and you'll have something that you've done which can get you work experience in that area yeah faster than you would be doing a three-year course it's great to meet people not you know it depends on what uni you go to for the connections but like you know DNAD you look at the space, the top universities have got the whacking great big spaces and everybody go in and flock in there. Yeah. I was in a tiny little cubicle thing yeah. with my college. We didn't have 
we didn't have the edge of the uh, thing as well. Yeah, so you basically corner. You're basically in the big, big, busy area, sort of where people are kind of coming around. But then you've got the big open spaces for like Kingston and all this lot and Sheffield that have got the yeah, massive, the guys, yeah. massive stores, and they've got beautiful work on display. And we were lit. It was like it was terrible. It was like a, we had like nine or ten of us displaying work in that tiny cubicle. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. it's not it's not great. Um, and I got really nothing from that, yeah. you know, and I had to pay to be there yeah. to do it. So it's sort of like the internet is your tool, use it and you, you know, put yourself out there, market yourself, um, get in touch with people, reach out, offer to do work for them. Um, say like you're a big fan of what they're doing. Could you come up, come up and have a chat with them or whatever? And nine times out of 10 people do respond. Like you probably found with what you do. Um, well, the, the only reason why I got that interview with Paula Sherrod is because I emailed her. That's yeah. um, my voice is going. But you can, you can. That's the thing. You have to email people to get mm. the things. You have to ask. Otherwise, you don't get them. That's it. That's the main point. Again, it's communication. Like you were saying about how you feel, communicate what you want. Yeah. And if you get rejected, then at least you asked. You know, you asked. Oh, and so now I know the answer. At least I know the answer now. Is you're not going to do the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you spend the next three months lingering on that thought. Yeah and you're not getting anywhere it's yeah. you're just wearing yourself out whereas um you know like i said if uni is what you want to do then great if it's if it's not really if it's not really of a you know bother to you you've got pretty decent art skills and you know in kind of what direction you want to go in in terms of whether it's branding or um, film or illustration book illustration um, or you just want to be a jack of all trades, then you're probably better off just doing it yourself and just making as much work as you can and using that 30 grand that you'd be sucking out and putting into a you know institute and actually just moving out and doing your own thing. Yeah. Um, I know that you've battled with that a lot with not going to uni as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I look back and, and well, I look back as so I look, I look sideways and sort of see that people come out of university yeah. uh, and a bit of my age now and I think, did I waste those three years? That's why when I did that video, when I was all miserable um, and all down about life and stuff, and um, I thought, well, no, you were feeling in, how you were feeling, and that's in fine. That, in that yeah. time, I was like, well, I have wasted. It. I should have gone to university. I should have made this connection. No. But if I look back at the stuff I have done, and actually, like with actual eyes and, and not clouded judgment and my you know, hurt leg and stuff. I'm, I'm going to put it to you, right? How many people that are at uni at the moment, your age, have done what you've done? No, but that's what I mean. That's yeah. the thing, That's yeah. what I mean. I should have looked yeah. at that rather than... Yeah. Rather than <laughs> but you will do... But to make you, I mean, there are people that have got multi-million investments in things. They've got great businesses and they all have off days. We all do. We, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I've got like a, you know, I've just worked with a big game studio and it's the biggest commission I've ever had. Yeah. And there were days where I was feeling crap and yeah, I don't yeah. know why. But I think everyone does you know, as well. Yeah. And I think that's uh, someone's, we've got to realise that on this podcast as well. We've got to make people realise that everyone does have an issue with that. Yeah. Um, you're going to wake up and you're going to feel in a funk and you don't know why and that's yeah. fine. But, you know, just process it get it out of your system and then hopefully you'll feel better but don't feel ashamed or try and suppress it because oh well I'm lucky because I've got you know somewhere to live or I'm lucky because I've got I can do what I want the one thing that drives me nuts is well at least you get to do what you want to do and you don't have to do a shit job but then in the same <laughs> breath it's oh you should get a part-time job that's the sort of stuff that's really just not helpful at the end of the day yes we are doing something we're passionate about but it is a job yeah and it is something you're trying to earn a living off so, of it's, it's not, not a job. <laughs> you know I'm not sat in the back garden you know making you know scarves or something and you know doing something that I will do when I'm like 80 but it's it's you you're trying to 
I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I want to do more crafty things when I'm older. That's, that's something that's I would really cool. like to do. That's my, cool. my cousin's actually started to do woodwork now. Nice. He's just, I walked up and he had loads of planks of wood in the back of his car. I said, what are you doing? You, are you building something? He's like, I just really want to make like a cabinet or something. I was Brilliant. like, wow, yeah, okay. Yeah. I've never been the arty type at all. He's like, oh, yeah. no, I'd really like to give it a go. You know, maybe make my own like cabinets and stuff. I was like, no, go for it. Go. Fantastic, yeah. But I, I, that's what I mean. I just encourage people to be creative and Spend too much time on Pinterest, and you know that's what happens. That's probably yeah. Well, his, <laughs> his partner, she's really crafty, so she oh, does okay. a lot of stuff. So I think it's rubbing off on him, and he's yeah, like, nice. "Oh, I'd like to make that Welsh dresser, or I'd like nice. to make like a you know, yeah, that's cool, a plaque." Um, but uh, but yeah, it's 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 okay to feel rubbish about stuff, but just remember that yes, you you're doing your passion and you're working on something that you want to do. But there's also a lot more pressure that comes with that than a nine to five job. Yeah. You can't walk away from that. Yeah, yeah, it's twenty four seven. At five o'clock. I was thinking, you know. I think people working for themselves, they've got to realise as well, it's twenty four seven. You're always yeah, thinking about. Yeah, you're always it. on. People that don't work though, for yourself, they'll realise they won't. They won't know that it is always twenty four seven. You're always thinking of it. This you're not is a, This is a piece of advice as well. Do not take advice from anybody that is working nine to five jobs. Okay. Don't take advice from any of them because well, even if it's they, like don't eat yellow snow and stuff. Well, no, I mean if it's something if it's something practical like that, but work or career as advice because yeah. they're doing a totally different thing to what you are. No, hundred percent right. But don't don't eat yellow snow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's why I said more about earlier on when I was talking about wanting to mentor or help people in the industry and share information. I think that that's where that will come in is if we can talk to each other a bit more that we won't find that satisfaction from our families and our parents and the people that don't get it we'll find it within our own community in our own group and know that we're doing the right thing and we are you know on the right path because you're talking to people that have experience in what you're doing so that's it finding that satisfaction yeah finding that, that gratitude of what you're doing from people in your own community well, i would rather it come from somebody doing the same job as me than somebody that has no Batshit clue about what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're right. Of course. Because people understand it. You, you kind of more authentic as well. Yeah, of course right. it is. Because the thing is, they know what they're talking about. They understand what I'm going through and yeah. how I'm feeling. Um, and they can say it's just a period in your, your life at the minute. You'll you'll get through it, and you will. Um, because it's quite empty when you talk to somebody that's got a nine to five job because they've got that regular wage coming in every month. They don't know what it's like to be you know solely the person on your own it's not just doing the artwork but just to bear this in mind to people that don't do what we do you're doing your artwork your marketing your promotion your admin um you're doing um you're going out and buying stuff you're going to meetings you are running the whole show it's the clients yep. you're emailing back and forth nine o'clock in the evening yeah 12 o'clock in the evening yeah i get emails at like you know 11 o'clock at night oh can you add this can you do this yeah overseas clients yeah one o'clock, two o'clock. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, and while everybody else is watching Love Island, you're <laughs> sat there and you're trying to answer some question from an American client that obviously doesn't like what you've just drawn for them. So it's it's um, and that's also hard as well because I, I don't take it so personally anymore. But when you get feedback, sometimes I used to find that quite hard in the in the beginning when you because you're turning what you love into a career, yeah. but you're still very protective over what you're making. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You want to be at a stage where people are like, oh yeah, he creates great work. I hire him for the great work. Yeah. And you don't need any changes. No, that's it. Because you're, you're the boss, I think. Yeah. That's why they're coming to you because you know what you're doing. Yeah. Rather than them making changes. Um, and that's another thing you've just brought that up, and that's something that really irritates me as well. <laughs> they're not a designer, right? right? So 
why are they telling me how to do my job? I get yeah. directing what they want and articulating that is great. So I get people sending briefs and that's perfect. If you're hiring me, don't send somebody else's artwork and say we want it to look like this. And don't tell me how I should be designing it and what colour it should be because I'm the designer, I will pick what colour it will be. Unless you will like it. Unless you've got brand guidelines, then you won't stuff. Yeah. I might just do like a warning sign every time I send an email, <laughs> send an email out. Please don't tell Matt how to. That yeah, I'll I'll out of But yeah, it, it's... Um, but again, it's like I said, it, that's a lot of pressure as well. And I think people don't realise, they just say, oh, he's drawing pictures all day, how lovely. And they yeah. don't realise that you're kind of like a duck, very calm on the surface, but the legs are kicking. It's, you know. <laughs> that's a great analogy. It I is. Never, You've never heard of it before. I probably, I probably have heard of it, never thought of it though. That's great. Yeah, that's you're, like really, a, you're basically like a duck on water. You, you're calm and serene on top, but the legs are kicking away underneath because you're doing all the hard work to kind of keep it afloat. So it's sort of. That's um, yeah, I love that analogy. It's a really, really good one. Um, I don't know if it's a duck or a swan, but I think it's a duck. Either way. I'm sticking with a duck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think like what, in what you were talking about in your video and how you were feeling was perfectly normal. It's not, you know, I've, I've gone through that a lot more so the last four years where because I'm now working solely for myself yeah. and providing for myself on top, it's a lot of pressure and it's, yeah. um, and it's just, you know, you sometimes do need the support of the people around you that you're living with or that you're, your immediate family and friends, <laughs> but unfortunately they don't understand what you're doing. So a little bit with my, my nan, so I used to live with her before I lived on my own. Um, I would involve her in what I was doing, which meant she appreciated it more, she understood it more, and she yeah. wanted to know more. Um, you know, so I would show her the progressions of what I was working on and um, and she would give me the ego boost that I needed, but also it was the fact that she felt involved in it being made and saw it a bit like how you, we do it online now with um, with Twitch and your podcast and stuff. By talking about it and sharing that conversation, people feel part of it. Um, yeah. So that's another way if you if your family are not kind of understanding what you're doing or your friends aren't, to say, well, look, I'm doing this or I'll show you what I'm working on and whatever. And, and if they're not interested, then they're not interested. Yeah. I think what we've come up to so far we're talking about is uh, like, like we're saying a bit of advice we just summarise it so far is tell your parents what you do and explain it to them and find uh, make them understand what you're doing and try and get that support from them if that doesn't work build your own community build yeah. people, as well build a people, build people I think you should regardless <clears throat> I think you should regardless yeah. because um <coughs> You need to. You, we we really need to go kind of back a little bit from what we're, we're accelerating at such a rate with the with the internet and online communities that we need to kind of transfer a little bit of that back to the real world a little bit um, because yeah. it really does wonders for your mental health when you're in those situations and I've, you'll probably feel the same when you've gone to events. Yeah. You're nervous, you're so nervous before it, but once you're there, you really enjoy it, you soak it up, you meet so many great people. Like yeah, when absolutely. we did the Doodle Club and stuff in Sheffield, yeah. you know, I was saying on the way up, we met so many people that we never met before and we were buzzing, you know, we, we had a really good time and I think I'm you know, related back to football again. It's just because yeah. uh, that's what I can. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm, I'm used to doing. But um, going to a football match and meeting people, having a drink before the pub, yeah. uh, before the game in a pub, 
meeting people in a real, real that, that's one of my favourite things to do. It's probably a reason for that, yeah. because it connects people. It, it has yeah. that energy around it of, of meeting people and, and having a buzz. Yeah. I think that's probably the same when you go to design events and, yeah. and meet people. I think it's more a case that it's just that sometimes with, with certain design events and stuff, I can feel a little bit sort of out of whack with what's going on. Right. So it's more a case of, I think if we found groups of people we can go with to these things and, and you know like we went to do a club together and stuff yeah. we probably talked to more people being together and being introduced to people and obviously knowing Geo personally than we probably would have done if we'd have gone there on our own yeah um, it's like with Poster Spy that's another group that I'm part of and they do exhibitions and group meetups as well and if you're listening and you're part of that and you've never been uh, to any of the meetups then please do come because they're in London we do it probably every four or five months we're due for another one soon um, and that again is just meeting people and having a chat but knowing that I'm going down there for the meetup and seeing those people again is what drives me to go and what yeah. I enjoy about it and you know every single time I've gone up and we've, we've I've had a chat with anybody we're all going through the same struggles we're all having the same issues even if someone's doing really really well and it kind of grounds you again it makes you feel a bit more connected yeah um, so much so that when then I go home and I'm not I'm on my own it, then I'm like oh shit I wish I was around them again and I were, we were a bit closer so we could meet up a bit more and um, so yeah build your own communities mentor and help each other and don't gonna, sorry I was going to stop up with this yeah yeah of course um, don't let don't let your experience or lack of experience put you off from doing things because we all start at that stage and uh, like I say it's um, you've got to you've got to do stuff stuff that you're passionate about and you've got to do stuff that's right for you so um I would definitely say just go out there and do it. Don't wait for permission from somebody or go to a college and get a piece of paper to say you've passed because you can do it already. Yeah, is what I would say. There you go. Awesome. Part one of well, maybe part one or maybe the full thing. I don't know. Yeah, we're going for a toilet break now. We're going uh, to uh, I was gonna grab a drink. Unless you need a toilet. I was no, drink. no, no. I was only joking. Where are we going? You, you want to you go for a drink, don't you? Yeah, I was, only, I was taking the mic. I don't know what that was. was. I don't really know where you go actually through here. I've not, I've not been to the service station. Try and navigate through a service station here. But yeah, we'll we'll be back with the next one, um, and we'll think of another topic to talk about. But um, yeah, all good. Right, part one done. <laughs> and cuts. And record. Do you want me to introduce it because your voice is so bad? Uh, so hello, welcome to the Creative Waffle Part Two talk between Matt Roth and Mark Pyrons. And I didn't say Mike Pyrons, I said Mark Pyrons. Um, <laughs> in the car again. Yeah, on our way back from Liverpool. Uh, it's been a really nice day today, really sunny. Um, we went to the Keith Haring exhibition at Tate Liverpool. If you've not been, then you should definitely go to it. It was really, really good. Uh, really good uh, exhibition. They've got a massive collection on there, loads of work, a lot about his life and things like that. So yeah, we've had a good day. And then we met up with Stephen Chan, who is a designer. Uh, he works for a company called Draw and Code. Uh, he used to be a freelance illustrator, he's a friend of mine, and it was the first time we'd actually physically met, and you met him as well. So, uh, yeah. potential podcast yeah, nice guy. guy to, to be on. So yeah, um, so yeah, kind of continuing from our conversation, uh, what do you want to talk about now? <laughs> you, are the, you are the master of the podcast. So. Well, I'm in routines because we've, uh, fuck it, I'm not about to do this, my voice is gone. <laughs> Alright, well, we've had a good day. We'll, 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 you can't we'll, do it, man. <laughs> no, you can't do it. You can't do it. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll continue it another time. I'll tell you what, we'll continue it when we go to Scotland. Yeah, um, Matt's going to be joining me for the Creative Waffle tour. 
Uh, we're bringing you some great guests up there in Scotland. Uh, Marcus Marritt, Craig Black, uh, Chris, uh, not Chris, uh, shit, uh, Cole Gray. <laughs> Sorry, Cole. Oh, Cole. Uh, up in Scotland, Dundee, Glasgow, going down to Newcastle, Damien, uh, Damien Kidd, great guests coming up. Uh, and then we go to Manchester, then probably back to Liverpool, and then we'll go back home. We're also going to Bristol. So we're getting around the UK a bit, and uh, hopefully near me. <laughs> yeah, coming up, a uh, crazy wonderful event as well. It's going to be good. We've got a busy couple of months of the podcast. Look out for it. Uh, see you next Monday. Awesome. What's your. Uh, yeah, and I, I was going to say, just you need a fisherman's friend and maybe express your voice a little bit. So, yeah. see you later, guys. Bye.